Hey guys, welcome back to the Five Project. Today we have a special guest, Luke Tice. How's it going, Luke? Good to see you. But yeah, let's talk about how, what exactly you do, how you got started, and a little bit about your story. All right, so a little bit about me. Uh, you guys can follow me at, at Luke Tice uh, on Instagram. That's kind of where I post my day to day. Basically, I was working. I got done university. I got a marketing job, regular seventy thousand dollar a year job. But I was super unhappy because I was in a cubicle. I had so many ideas, and I was like, yo, like, I can make this business super dope. Um, it was actually here in Georgia, but I was like, you know what? Like, they don't want to grow. And the thing with a big company is they usually say it, right? A, a big ship turns slow. So when it comes to change, it's really difficult to implement, you know, innovative stuff with a company that's so big. So uh, I was super unhappy, and then I felt I came across this course uh, that my brother bought. This was my first introduction. This was back like 20... 2015 uh, to online marketing and I was like oh dope so I started doing some research bought one of those crappy courses from people that do like a 20k day and they, then they, they're like gurus uh, and it was very basic very entry level it taught me you know what Shopify was the fundamentals of, of Facebook ads and that was about it right and from then uh, then on I basically started building up my own stores. Uh, I went to a lot of uh, private masterminds, high level masterminds in Asia, uh, where you kind of have like big top sellers, $250 million plus, all kind of do like a, you, they're not like the public limelight kind of people. So I got plugged in through Steve Tan. Steve Tan is, is my mentor when it comes to e-commerce. Uh, he kind of like coached me to be where I am today. And uh, that's kind of like my main main source of income. How we manage most of our stores is we do a lot of influencer marketing. This is something that a lot of dropshippers don't do. And if they do it, they do it through like kind of meme pages, but they've never branched out to kind of reach out to actual influencers. So I started building my influencer network and then realized that there's a massive source of income that can come from building people's social media profiles. So I use those influencers to uh, build up not only my stores, but also other entrepreneurs uh, for a high dollar amount. So that's kind of... Uh, kind of how I got started and yeah that's nice that's, no, th- brief, that's uh, a lot that, that, that a was a lot brief, actually <laughs> but brief out, that's out insane look. dude so you're doing what exactly now so right now we're doing drop shipping okay. so when you think about drop shipping it's it's the idea of you buy product with the money of the customer and then you buy it at a cheaper rate from a Chinese manufacturer however we don't use the typical uh, drop shipping model we actually buy in bulk our winning products and we have our warehouses uh, that hold them. Now, the reason this is extremely important is because when you're dealing with merchants like PayPal or Stripe, once you start doing volume numbers, 10K days plus, uh, you start uh, getting red flagged from them. They start asking you for information about your suppliers. They start asking you for information about uh, tracking details. If they see that anything comes from China, you get banned automatically. So what we do is we risk diversify by having multiple small stores running the same product. Uh, you can have different EIN numbers, different company names. If you have family members, you can use their social security numbers. It's not a big deal because they're small numbers. Uh, so at that point, once you have a winning product, at that point you get a warehouse in the United States that ships the products to you. And at that point you get your supplier chain all set up from China to do DHL shipping to the United States and then it switches to USPS shipping. And that's when you actually start like leveling up not only big numbers, but the risk diversification is extremely important at that point because once you get hit with a PayPal band of 
six months per se and they're holding 60% of like the money you're making like hundreds of thousands of dollars, it butchers your business, absolutely butchers your business. So risk diversification is extremely important. That's on the dropshipping side. On the mentorship side, I do private mentorships. It's not open to like anybody. It's very, very exclusive to people that are actually doing seven or eight figures. We don't uh, deal with low, like entry level entrepreneurs. And the reason being is not that they're not worth it, but it's they need to hit so many other different steps in their journey before what we have to share is extremely valuable to them. So that's kind of where we are in that journey. And then of course the influencer marketing people reach out to me. Uh, we do giveaways uh, with major brands or, or major influencers. We did uh, one with Khloe Kardashian last week. Nice, yeah. I don't know if you potentially saw it on the internet. We did one with Kylie Jenner a couple weeks ago and we did one with Floyd Mayweather as well. So basically people pay us, uh, all these influencers basically shout out a general page that we have and follow all the people that follow that and people grow off of that. So that's kind of where we are right that's now. That's awesome. But one main thing that uh, Luke said a lot of cool things <laughs> that were just like, if you guys understood them, and a lot of you guys are not at that point yet, but if you are, those are like bombs that he just dropped. Go back, rewind, listen to that one more time. But one thing that he said was literally drop shipping as these gurus sell them on YouTube is not even possible. 100%. You can't reach over 10K, 20K a day and you know, just live the dream. No, you get flagged and shut down. So what he's saying is you have to build a brand, a personal brand, make an actual business. You can't just survive off the drop ship. 100%. So, yeah. so the people are like, you can start off a business with $5 a day. It does. It's not realistic. It ge genuinely is not realistic. You can test the product for $5 a day, but your average CPM, which is your cost per thousand, like thousand people viewing your ad can range anywhere from 10 to $15 right now. So mm -hmm. you're not viewing anything. People aren't viewing your ad. And when it comes to the actual ad, it takes product research. There's three keys, right? It's your product, your creative, and then your offer. Once you can master all those three things, then you have a winning ad. So the first question is, is the creative that you're using original? Are you taking something off of YouTube, flipping, mirroring it so that the Instagram or that the Facebook bot can't see that you're using somebody else's content, then getting DMCA. DMCA is basically like some something about copyright where another store can flag you. Uh, the second thing is, are you having a product that's a winning product? Do you have what we call the golden criteria, which is, are you providing uh, something that offers value to another person? Are you implementing fear of missing out? Does the product solve an actual problem in the marketplace? Is it original? There's many things that you need to be checked out and it's not so much about uh, finding a winning, pro winning product, but testing tons and tons of products till you find a winning product. And then the last thing is your offer, right? Is your offer compelling enough? Is it a no brainer? Because most of the dropshipping model is com like compulsive buys. People buy, they don't buy out of loyalty specifically to that product. They buy because it's okay. I'm just going to buy this out of impulse, mm -hmm. right? That's kind of how they go off of it. So does your offer entice that? A lot of people preach free plus shipping, right? That doesn't work anymore. Why? Because the margins are not good, right? So let's say you're paying $3 for a product. You're paying you, let's say you have a good conversion rate, you're paying $3 for an ad and your free plus shipping models just pay $7.95 for the shipping. You're not going to, you're not going to scale. And that's what a lot level. of people like post screenshots of, you know, I made a hundred thousand dollar a day, but you spend 95, 96 in ads. Exactly. Like, is that really attainable? Why, why are you doing this instead of building an actual brand? And they're, the reason is they're doing it to sell their course. And a lot of you guys don't realize that you, you try to, um, Explain yourself on no, they're not trying to sell me on anything. They're trying to help me. You're against me. This false entrepreneur lifestyle, like it's a pipe dream. It, it never, you never actually reach what they're selling you, but 
you reach enough, maybe make a few hundred dollars to buy their next course. But what Luke's talking about is something he's attained over years and he's making an actual living off of it, unlike all the gurus you guys are watching. And then the reason Luke doesn't talk about this stuff, it's, it works. That's the same reason I don't talk about what I do and how I do it. Our shit works. We make real money off of it. Why would we want to explain it for $100 or $1,000, even a $10,000 course? It doesn't make sense because what we teach you can make you 100 200 a million a year. Why would we sell it for $10,000? It, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, you're just saturating the market. So uh, anybody can open up a Shopify store. Anybody can go to AliExpress, download Oberlo on their Shopify <laughs> yeah. store and think that they can make sales. When it comes down to your net margins, if you don't have like 20 25% net margins like profit margins on your product you're going to like completely be destroyed now when it comes to I'm gonna be dropping some massive bombs here get ready for this so when it comes to like actually finding winning products you also need to understand the metrics this may be over people said but we're just gonna dig into it and if this is that's nah, cool yeah it's good so um, when you're looking at a winning product and you're trying to figure out is this product gonna uh, generate profit or not after some testing you look at the ROAS, okay? So that's the return on ad spend. Now, how do you calculate the ROAS? You take the COGS, which is the cost of goods sold, so the cost of the product. You take the ad spend, right? How much does it cost you to acquire a customer? You add both of those up, and then you take the average order value, which is the AOV, and you subtract it. So basically look at it this way. So you have the cost of goods plus the cost of acquisition mm -hmm. of the customer, so the ad spend that it takes you for somebody to buy, and then you'd subtract that from what is the average order value of the customer. So if the customer takes $5 to acquire, right? And then it costs $10 for the product from your side, right? Before you ship it. And then the average order value is $20. Your profit margin is five bucks. Now, most people don't take the time to do those numbers. Therefore, they're doing, I don't know, $10,000, $20,000 in sales, but they're not profitable because they don't have a product that works. Now. Let's talk about how do you get a product to become profitable. Mm -hmm. So let's say you have a product that you're like, okay, this is dope. It's generating sales. I'm at break even point. Okay. So at that point, you need to increase the average order value of the customer. So how do you increase the average order value of the customer? I'm about to drop some serious stuff. Nobody's ever talked about this, right? Cool. I'm a solid. Number one, you add insurance to your products. Do you like that? You add selling insurance. selling all fear, yeah. You add insurance. If you go to Expedia, what do they add you at the end, the option to buy? In, insure your product, right? Insure the hotel that if you can't fly out, right? Or the, your, your airfare, you can get like refunded. You add expedited shipping, right? All this for like 395, but if you add 395 and 395, like you just turned your $5 profit margin to 11. But what if somebody returns it? I mean, that usually doesn't happen. You'd be surprised. Then it all comes down to your your like your your return policies, right? Okay. So the return policies that we have set in place is basically you need to pay for your own shipping label. Okay. Okay. And you can only send it back if, um, if like there's an issue with the product. Mm -hmm. But we don't give you a refund. We'll send you another another product. another product. Then what you need to do is this is the best thing. I've never really talked about this. It's an app that you can get now in the app store because it's pub not public, but you can go through, uh, probably hit me up and I'll send it to you. It's called Intercart. Okay, so Intercart allows you to add an upsell to the product page once the person's at checkout. So for example, let's say you're on Amazon. Amazon doesn't do this, right? But let's say you're on Amazon, you add a product to cart and then you purchase it. Mm -hmm. That's it, you get a receipt. Yeah. When you use Intercart, you click purchase 
and it adds a final product that's related to your core offer that's called a product maximizer to increase the average order value. So for example, let's say I have this hat right here for $20, somebody buys it, and let's say this is uh, sunglasses. Okay. So this is your product maximizer. It needs to be a splintering offer from the original product okay. so that it makes sense. Okay. So, so now you take $5, right, in, in the best case scenario, $5 that you made profit plus $3.95 from your insured product plus $3.95 premium delivery. It's the same. And it's automatically it's, added to it. It's all automatically added, and then you add a product maximizer that all they need to do is click add, and it automatically does another purchase that splinters. So you just turn your five dollars into another twenty. Yeah, it's like that's how you maximize like next level stuff, next level stuff. <laughs> nice, nice. So for all the people getting started, instead of buying the pipe dream of drop shipping or marketing or making two thousand dollars a day on ads, like people are making these ads for their courses. What do you suggest them doing instead? And what I suggest them is to learn, to explore, to actually understand fully or intern somewhere. But what is your take at it? Like, so my take is you need to have a source of income. Okay. Because you're going to be spending a lot of money testing. Mm -hmm. The idea of quitting your job when you're making three thousand dollars a month, two thousand, even if you're working at a restaurant making a grand, there's no shame in that, right? Like I was working a full time job while I was grinding. 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. every single day, literally every single day, because I understood that I couldn't like dry up my source of income that was providing revenue for me to test products, for me to test different ideas. So if you have, if you don't have a job and you don't have any money, you can't do anything. Exactly. At that point, you have time and use your time correctly. Because if you have money, you might not have the time. But if you have like no money whatsoever, no actual business, and you take shame in getting a job, you have an ego problem, 100%. and you're never gonna, you you're never gonna, exactly, you, you need, need money. You need money coming through the door, or you need a, a shitload of knowledge on somebody else's money, whether that's working with a business, using, in a sense, their funds to test, to learn. Um, but nobody that is intelligent enough as yeah. a business owner is gonna u give you capital if you're a loser. Of course. So, <laughs> basically, you need a job, like if you don't have a job, and you wanna get into dropshipping, dropshipping is, like so good right now and people say it's not because they don't know how to do it properly uh facebook is weeding out noobs like really good now people are only looking at facebook ads what about being oops what about being ads what about uh google uh shopping ads yahoo ads uh you got linkedin linkedin, Every, eh, LinkedIn you still. can't do linkedin but what about uh third party ads like people aren't looking at all these other platforms where you can use and generate revenue and they're just limited by what a person is telling them instead of actually going in there and doing their research. Now, the truth is all the information is online, right? Like all the information is online, not everything, but enough to get you started and doing well. So uh, I, I did have a person that mentored me, but you, you're not required to have one. Like if I was to do $1,000 right now in coaching or $1,000 in just keeping my money there and trying to figure stuff out, I would probably take the first thousand dollars and figure stuff out for the first couple six months. What? Because you need a base of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Unless you have that base of knowledge, you're not going to get anywhere. Um, so that's kind of like my my advice would mm -hmm. be: a coach isn't going to do for you what you're not willing to do for yourself. Uh, a coach was where you were at some point, and you need to figure out what he did to get him to that point. That doesn't mean you need him. Exactly, and then exactly same thing with mentors and coaches. Don't be asking them. A lot of people DM me, and you probably get a lot of DMs with the same thing. How can I start? That's the wrong question to ask me. You should be doing your own research, learning, 
and then asking me very specific questions. How can I um, triple my ROI on these ads because I'm uh, have ad spend set toward here or I have a product. Um, I'm not getting the conversion I need, but I'm running this, this and this. What can I optimize? That's the type of questions that we want to be asked. Not how can I start? Can you give me money? Help me fund my stuff. Like that's yeah. not what we want to be asked. I didn't fail actually. Yeah. I I didn't. And the reason I didn't fail is because failure is a mindset, right? So what I did is first I diversified risk. That's the first thing okay. I did, right? Like uh I want you to I want you to finish your question, but first like when it comes to failing, first this is something that I always preach positivity on. Failing is just a mindset and you need to figure out what what is failure? Like Ultimately, what is failure? Mm -hmm. per, a person defines failure. Yeah. Now, for me, I'd never failed. Okay. I've never failed. I've failed at, I don't know, like maybe personal life stuff, but I've never failed in business. Why? Because if you take something that you did wrong and you take it as a lesson, but you change, that is just a part of the journey, right? Now, if you keep making the same mistake, then yeah, you're a failure. But if you take something that you did wrong, you look at it, you analyze it, and you're like, oh, dang, like, I actually know how to fix this issue, then you take that as a learning curve that continues to propel you to the next level. However, most people make the same mistake over and over and over again. So no failure in business, mm -hmm. just a lot of learning opportunities that have helped me to get to the next level. And going off that, Tony Robbins says, Sin said something a lot like that. It's like everything happens for you and not to you. And as soon as I personally started living my life off of that, it's like, oh cool, I crashed my car car's fucked up but how can i see the positivity in this i could have crashed and died you know i didn't die it's everything happens for you leading to another event i've had people uh cancel on me or business deals not go through but in that time where i was supposed to be you know running that business deal i've closed some of the biggest deals of my life so off of that staying positive with it and not just taking an l and then saying i took an l and keep talking about how you took that l if it's taken l cool i learned and don't make that l, don't take it again but if you take it again over and over and over you are an actual l like, yeah 100% yeah It's all about understanding that if you're a, like a legit entrepreneur, most people aren't legit entrepreneurs. If when when the economy collapses in the next uh, three to five years, most people that have entrepreneur uh, Wi-Fi money like bios, they won't be around. That's why I removed Wi-Fi money off of my profile because I was like, you know what? I need to focus on building something sustainable that is going to last throughout an economic collapse. So let me let me get this straight. If you can't make money during the greatest, wealthiest time in US history, then chances are you just suck as an entrepreneur, right? Like you're not, if you can't make money when everybody has money and everybody has credit and everybody's doing well, then how are you gonna make money when people are suffering and people aren't doing well and people don't wanna spend an extra dime to buy an additional product, right? So understanding how to not only pivot from your problems, but bounce back. So difficulties, right? It's like you said. Mm -hmm. Something happens, how do you bounce back from it? It's a lot of mindset uh, and being like a full, full on entrepreneur. You can't teach that, right? Like, I don't like cussing, uh, so I'm not gonna use that word. But if if, uh, if you're basically a baby for like light terms, when it comes to like getting punched in the mouth by the market and entrepreneurship and the journey, you're never gonna understand when you're running a multi-million dollar business, what it is to lose $150,000 on one wrong ad uh, that you did right like that's most more money than most people yeah. have right but that's happened to me 
And it's like, okay, how do you bounce back from it? It's gut wrenching stuff. So it's understanding that it's part of the journey and you can't really teach how to have a gut when it comes to business. Like you either take the punches or you're not. Now, how did I develop that? Cause mm -hmm. it is something that you can develop it. I think it inherently is part of people's nature. I did door to door sales when yeah. I was in college. <laughs> I did door to door sales. Like I was selling books in like, in like butt crack Tennessee. Yeah. It was terrible. But I got so many rejections. People were like, literally, it, I, I'm white, so like I in blue eyes, so I kind of had like an advantage. But that's that's the truth. Yeah. Um, but like, I got a lot of rejections, and when you get rejected multiple times, then it stops. Especially at you. your face, people shut the door, <laughs> leave my house. Like I, I done door to door too. Uh, I started. I had a power washer my dad had. I just took that door to door. I was at zero. I had no money whatsoever. I couldn't even buy new. I was doing wholesaling, so I couldn't buy more products. I'm going door to door, and people are like, if you don't get off my property, I'm going to shoot you. Like, shit like that. that. That's tough. That's real life. 100%. And like Luke said, it's the best time right now. And if you can't make a sale doing a cold call, if you can't make a sale through email, if you can't make a sale through social media now, you know, I don't know what the fuck you guys are going to do when this shit actually crashes and nobody has money. Because right now, people are overly confident with the money they have and they're throwing it around. And if 100%. you can't take it from them now, it's going to be difficult. That's why I'm saying, like, when it comes to, like, business, the first thing you need to do is have a job. Like, either have a lot of money saved up or have a source of income because that's going to allow you to test multiple things. When it comes to drop shipping, I don't necessarily believe in just having brands. You can have brands. You can have white labels. White labels, basically, when you take a product, you put your logo on it, and you can sell it. When it comes to drop shipping, it's a massive cash cow, something that I hadn't seen for, like, a really long time, but is extremely valuable. If you look at QVC, if you look at how they used to do the model, it was all drop shipping, right? Remember, like, the ads on TV that were, like, buy one now and get one free, that's all drop shipping. Like that's all Chinese products that you're being sold. Now it's just translated to the internet. So if you can't generate or make cash flow from it now, it's gonna be extremely difficult for you to do it later. The last thing I wanna say is when the market does collapse, people don't buy luxury items, they buy necessities, okay? So you wanna buy products and you wanna sell things that, uh, that basically supply a need to people at a very cheap price. And there's a lot of pro products that people think they need. As long as you do an effective job at you know making sure they think they need the product on a it's consistent. The it's the creative, yeah. right? So the creative in, 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 uh, entails the media part of it and the copy. So if you make that enticing and make the offer extremely like worthwhile, that's why companies like Dollar General thrive during the economic <laughs> collapse because that's where people shop. So make a business model that kind of meets a need has a great offer and that the creative is like unreal. And all you need to do is if you want to test a product, order it, order it for yourself. You have an iPhone 11 that you can't afford. Use that to film the product, right? That's it. You don't need a, a, a fancy camera. You don't need, you don't need dope lighting. You can get lighting from uh, a flashlight dude, from anything. Yeah. yeah you can $10 Amazon. 10 yeah. 10 bucks and you're good to go. But at the end of the day, what I see the biggest roadblock for entrepreneurs is they're not willing to put in the hours or they think they need something you guys try so hard to be an entrepreneur or an actual business and spend tens of thousands of dollars doing this in advance that you don't actually get to the real part. You run out of money before actually starting the business. And I've seen that yeah. a lot. It's it's people with uh, parents with money or people that come out from a rich family thinking they need to set up a whole $100,000 facility to run their business. And the, the thing is, realistically, your parents aren't going to be there the whole time to keep supplying your business that isn't actually making any money. So don't focus on $100,000 in one night. Focus on $30,000 every month consistently for years to come. Or it's not even that. It's just 
become a better version of who you are, mm -hmm. right? Like become a better entrepreneur, become a more skilled person. Why? Because if the economic, if the economy does collapse, and I preach this because it's real, right? What happens to the entrepreneurs, quote unquote, that have no skills? They can't go back into the marketplace and get it and get a job, which it can happen to anybody. There's yeah. no shame about, about it. But if I've developed multi-million dollar uh, social media pro portfolios that completely collapse, but I've built uh, $3 million ad spend a day, I can go to any multi-million dollar conglomerate, show them the numbers, and I'll get hired for a six-figure job right away. Why? Because I have the experience. And you can't replace hard work. You guys need to grind. And it's not about how many hours you grind, it's about the quality of the grind. There's days where I work two hours and I do more than other days that I work 14. Uh, so there's, I, I, wanna, I wanna end it with this. I don't know how many questions we have left. I, I think we may have gone over, but I yeah. think that this is extremely valuable. When it comes to um, uh, time management, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, the, the founder of SoftBank, if you guys don't know what SoftBank is, it's a massive uh, company. I want you guys to do your research. I don't wanna tell you a lot about them. But basically he wanted to uh, start a business or make money from only working five minutes a day, okay? So for like 18 months, you can, I'm probably off on the, the amount of months, he basically spent his time uh, making a patent, right? Okay. Five dollars, five, five uh, minutes a day, no more. That's what he would spend on it. He was strict on it. First patent he sold for 1.2 million and then the second patent he sold for 1.8 and that's the money that he used to fund SoftBank. So it's not about the amount of hours and staying up till 6 a.m. That's BS, right? That's BS. If, if Jeff, Jeff Bezos doesn't do it or doesn't need to do it, then you don't need to do it. And now the truth is most people want to do like everything in their business and that's when we can get into other topics like yeah. delegating minimal tasks like video editing and all that stuff to virtual assistants in the Philippines mm -hmm. and there's there's a lot to go on so yeah. that's a that's a little bit of a no for sure that was value. he dropped so many bombs uh, you guys are gonna have to watch it three or four times and possibly in different time periods of your career to completely understand um, but to wrap it up real quick don't focus on quick money dropship lifestyle focus on attaining skills that will carry through for years to come build a legit business <laughs> period legit yeah business. exactly um, and if you guys have any questions legitimate questions feel free to reach out to Luke or myself at, at Luke Tice on Instagram and can you spell that out real quick yep. T-H-E-I-S so just hit me up if you have any questions uh, make sure that you provide some value when you hit me up so yeah that's perfect that's all we gotta go all right I'll see you guys on the next episode bye